I found a song the other day. It's a brand new song. It's by Churches with uh, Robert Smith of The Cure. And I love The Cure. Always been one of my favorite bands. Now, you know, I talk a lot about country music because I do a lot of writing for my muse and for Kenny. And uh, so it is kind of, you know, a new genre for me to write in country, country. But... My heart and my soul, honestly, has always been with alternative music. And in finding this song, How Not to Drown, by Churches with Robert Smith of The Cure, there's something haunting about it. And I pulled up the lyrics today, and I think that the lyrics that I'm going to read to you um, have something to say. I don't know. I mean, There's so many ways we can interpret it. To me, I'm kind of thinking about the music business, how when you get to the top and they tell you what to do and they control you and they don't let you live your life, they need to allow artists to have a quality of life, to have a home, to have a family, to have happiness, because then it brings a lot more into the music. And to me, that is kind of the first thoughts as I'm reading this, these lyrics, But I want to read the lyrics to you, and this is Church's How Not to Drown, and it was written by Ian Cook, Lauren Mayberry, Martin Doherty, and Robert Smith. And we all know Robert Smith is an incredible songwriter uh, with The Cure, and please take a chance to go back and listen to some of The Cure music. Uh, There is so much great stuff there, but How Not to Drown. I'm writing a book on how to stay conscious when you drown. And if the words float up to the surface, I'll keep them down. This is the first time I know I don't want the crown. You can take it now. You promised the world and brought it and brought me it hanging from a string, stuck it in my mouth, into my throat, told me to sing. That was the first time I knew you can't kill the king and those who kiss the ring. Tell me how it's better when the sun goes down. We will never escape this town. I wasn't scared and caught me. Look what it taught me. Tell me how. It's better if I make no sound. I will never escape these doubts. I wasn't dead when they found me. Watch as they pull me down. I'm writing a chapter on what to do after they dig you up. On what to do after you grew to hate what you used to love. It was the first time I knew they were out for blood. And they would have your guts. Tell me how it's better when the sun goes down. We will never escape this town. I wasn't scared when he caught me. Look what it taught me. Tell me how it's better if I make no sound. I will never escape these these doubts. I wasn't dead when they found me. Watch as they pull me down. Watch as they pull me down. Watch as they pull me down. Pulling me down. Dead when they found me. Watch as they pull me down. Watch as they pull me down. Watch as they pull me down. Pulling me down. Dead when they found me, watch as they pull me down. I'm writing a book on how to stay conscious when you drown. And if the words float up to the surface, I'll keep them down. This is the first time I know I don't want the crown. You can take it now. You can take it now. Take it now. And to me, there's so much that what we've been going through about the music business 
kind of floated to the surface when I when I really looked at the lyrics. I just originally liked the song because I like Robert Smith. And I like alternative music. And I said, this sounds really interesting because I was leaving through new releases and I found this song. And it's and really, li- take a listen to the actual song. It's hauntingly beautiful in so many ways. But when you get into the words, you know, it, it just really got to me about how you can reach the top and all they want to do is pull you down. And why? Why do you want to pull people down? Why can't people just be happy and live their lives and love who they want to love and do the things that they want to do? And then and then you can create better music. You can you could get on the stage and you can perform happily and you can be happy. And, you know, just just starting to dabble in the music business with the songwriting and with the uh, friendships I have made and the associations I have made with some people in the music business, you know, it, it, it's it's frustrating to find out, you know, certain sides of it are not what you think, you know. Um, I understand, and, and, and I come from the insurance business. And I come from the side of the insurance business that is not always the best side. You know, it is the it is the stories of people who don't care who they hurt. It is the Marty Frankels. It is the Cassidy family who don't care who they hurt because of their own greed. You know, it is the Gallaghers who own Guarantee Security who didn't care who they hurt. You know, they were more concerned about their private island in the Caribbean and minting coins with one of their wives in a string bikini and the Ferraris that they owned. I mean, this is this is an old insolvency going back to the nineteen early 1990s that I'm referring to with the Caribbean island. And, you know, people that don't care about other people. It's it's just it's, it's very frustrating. And sometimes you do care about other people, but you're frustrated because you don't know you know how how to fix things. And you know, there's been many situations in time, you know, in my life where I've encountered people that that I truly cared about that I really wanted to help, but it was just very difficult to do so. And when you have to ask for help, you know, it's one of the hardest things in the world to, you know, um, to ever ask anybody for help. But, you know, the song really, really touched me. And it's a very haunting, beautiful song. And it was really not what I was going to talk about, because I was going to talk about an album that has always um, been one that I used to listen to to go to sleep by. I've not been sleeping well the last couple of nights because my mind has been on a lot of things. I'm writing. <laughs> and, and the other thing, too, is that the, is the song by Church has caught me, too, because because it's about writing. And and I've been rewriting some, some chapters for a very important um, uh, book on life insurance. And... Uh, one of the chapters is flowing really easily because it's stuff I did for 27 and a half years. It's very easy for me to write. The other one is a little more difficult because it's something I'm not overly familiar with. Um, I have knowledge of. And uh, so uh, between that and some worries about my husband, who's very dear to me, and just, you know, some some general other things, you know, I've not been sleeping really well. So I was thinking the other night, you know, what, what did I used to go to sleep to? And in college, I used to turn on the album R.E.M. Murmur. And I would play that album all the way through to go to sleep at night. And it was on cassette tape. 
And you would, you know, hit the cassette and you'd start and it'd start with Radio Free Europe, which was one of R.E.M.'s first hits. And it is an enduring song. It is one of those songs that just will always, always be in one's mind because it, it is, it is one that really draws you in. It's a beautiful song. At the time that it came out, uh, you know, it's, it, it was different. It was new, you know. The, the, the influence of R.E.M. cannot be underestimated in, the, in music because R.E.M. is one of those bands that, that in some ways revolutionized uh, some, some music and influenced others and their songs were just wonderful. But, but going back to Murmur, you know, you start with, you start with, uh, with um, Radio Free Europe and then you go into some of the other songs on the album. It just kind of flows. And I would always completely fall asleep right when they would get to my most favorite song on that whole album, and that was Perfect Circle. And that song is just so absolutely, positively beautiful. And you sit there and you go, and I, you know, I wanted for years and years and years to know the lyrics to it. And and in in the old days, REM did not put the lyrics in their albums because I had recorded the tape from my best friend's album, and it just had the plain white thing inside, no liner notes. And it was very frustrating because I always wanted to know the words to Perfect Circle, and you know. Um, I love that song, and it's one that I sit back, I close my eyes to, and I just imagine it. When R.E.M. came to Wittenberg University in the spring of 1985 for our concert, um, I had hoped that they would play this. This was not on the set list. And Mike Mills was, uh, and one of the other guys, was actually two rows behind us while the opening act, the Brandos, were on stage. And I kept saying, I want them to play Perfect Circle. I want them to play Perfect Circle. I think that they heard me say that, but it, they didn't play it. I mean, it was not in the set list. But um, it was really cool that they were right behind us, too. And, and they were very accessible, too. This is when they were still doing the college tours. And they were down at the SIG house. And my best friend who'd come with me, uh, she uh, she ran down to the SIG house so she could meet Michael Stipe. And she could get uh, autographs on her album. And she was like the ultimate music fan <laughs> and uh, and stuff. But it was a really, really great concert. And I just remember walking away from that concert like, this is, this is incredible, you know, the, 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 the REM music. But going back to the album, you know, you had Radio Free Europe and Pilgrimage and Talk About the Passion. That is such a beautiful song. Um, and Moral Kiosk and Catapults and we walk and west of the fields ends the album but i would always fall asleep by the time perfect circle came on because that was just the most perfect song and and if you've ever been somebody who's listened to cassette tapes you know that you have to rewind and it's not like it's not like a cd player where you could easily go back or 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 nowadays you know with apple music you could just uh or spotify you could just you know replay replay it um and uh you know um 
there was something about that. And uh, something about those days, this carefree feeling of being back in college and listening to this album that really touched your heart and touched your soul and made you feel really good. And, you know, there's other other R.E.M. songs, too, that I think are beautiful. You know, on Fables of the Reconstruction, I always like Driver 8. And a couple years ago, when we were uh, doing just a little a little uh, thing for for our next boss, and this is really what kind of got me into songwriting too, is is one of the guys in the office. Uh, no, 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 I, not an ex boss. I'm sorry, an ex coworker, Brenda. We were doing a friends type coffee shop send off to Brenda, and um, one of the guys in the office was is, is a musician. Um, he since left the left the association. And uh, he brought in his guitar, and he was playing selections, and he was doing his acoustic version of R.E.M.'s uh, Driver 8. And it's like, you know, it took me back to kind of this happy, carefree time listening to him while he was doing Driver 8. And, uh, you know, there's other songs of R.E.M., Happy Shiny People, and sometimes that one irritates me, but... There's other parts of it that I really like too, and and uh, you know I I've talked before about losing my religion. If you ask me the top five songs for me, the four are always going to be consistent. There are four top songs that are always consistent. REM, losing my religion. How soon is now by the Smiths? The Lemonheads version of Simon and Garfunkel's Mrs. Robinson, and. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of number four now. Number four. Oh, I want to be sedated by the Ramones. Those are the four that are always going to be on any list that I make of songs. Uh, and, and, and it's never going to change. You know, number five will vary. You know, there are, they're, they're, you know, recently number five has been Someone to Fix by Kenny Chesney because that song means a lot to me. Um, and because uh, I have inherited someone to fix, trust me. <laughs> Definitely someone to fix. Uh, so I can relate to that song more than more than most people will ever know. And um, uh, you know, REM also has songs like "Night Swimming" and "Man on the Moon." And uh, um, REM has other songs like um, "Night Swimming," beautiful song, "Man on the Moon." Um, you know, there, there's just so much in, in their repertoire that um, it's just beautiful, wonderful music. And, uh, you know, to me, the other thing with R.E.M., it always takes me back. Uh, I always think of R.E.M. and uh, Bloom County, the cartoon Bloom County at the same time, because at that time, they were two of the biggest things around, you know. R.E.M. was exploding on the college campus scene, and Bloom County was at its hill you know, at its high point, uh, you know, uh, Opus and, and Bill the Cat and uh, the commentary of Burke Breathed in uh, Bloom County about, uh, you know, the Reagan years. <laughs> um, it was really, it was really wonderful. And, and, and Lady Diana and, you know, yesterday was, you know, Princess Diana and yesterday would have been Princess Diana's 60th birthday. Now I've never been, you know, big royal watcher or anything like that. Uh, but I always did admire Princess Diana. And, um, I remember watching the wedding and, uh, and stuff. So you think about what, what, what it would have been like had, had, had she, 
you know, been here on her 60th birthday. And uh, you look at her, her growing family, you know, her, her, her children have had children. And, and, you know, you think, you know, what would she have thought of these grandchildren and, uh, and everything. But uh, um, going back to Bloom County, you know, that was something that was very inspirational in my art, too. And this, this podcast is about art, music, and photography. So I learned how to draw in the same style of Bloom County uh, characters. And I remember in my commercial art class in high school that we had to draw a cartoon. We had to come up with a cartoon character. And I had been drawing off of Bloom County for, for, for a while then. And there was an old show that some of you have probably seen, um, Three's Company. And there was a character played by Don Knotts called Mr. Furley. So I had created a, a cartoon character based on Mr. Furley. And we just called it Furley. And uh, it was kind of this Don Knotts character trying to hit on these women. And I kind of copied the hot women that Burke Brethed would put into Bloom County uh, comic strips. And uh, I and I religiously, and my parents did this too, religiously cut out every single Bloom County comic strip um, and saved them in a in a shoebox for many many years uh, until the uh, the books came out with all the strips. So then you could get rid of the actual uh, uh, actual um, uh, newspaper newspaper strips. And, and in some ways, I kind of wish I still had them because you know it's really nostalgic to pick up those old strips and, and read through them. And and I did that with Calvin and Hobbes too. But Calvin and Hobbes never captured my heart as much as Bloom County. And 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 the later reincarnations of Bloom County, like Outland and and everything and Opus. They were good, but they never quite reached the pinnacle of the early Bloom Counties. And um, Furley, you know, uh, was this character who was hitting on women and no such luck. And he had kind of this, uh, oh, wild jacket on. And, 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 and it was really a fun foray into um, creating a comic strip. And it's something that I've always kind of enjoyed as well. But R.E.M. and and Bloom County kind of go hand in hand, thinking back to those college days and thinking back to kind of a carefree time. And I wonder, you know, what it would have been like had I met my husband in college. And, you know, there's a little, there's a three years age difference uh, with us, but we still would have been in college at the same time. And, and I can imagine he would be somebody I probably would have thought was kind of cute. And somebody I probably would have talked to, um, especially had he been at Wittenberg University, you know, his frat would have been across the street from our sorority. <laughs> Probably would have seen him coming in and out. Um, you know, that would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. But, you know, you don't meet until later in life. And, uh, you know, sometimes life gives you a lot of twists and turns and unexpected things. But we find the strength to get through it. And uh, and uh, we have things that are very nostalgic to us and always stay in our mind. And to me, it's always going to be R.E.M. Murmur. And it's always going to be Bloom County. And, uh, you know, back then, when I graduated high school, my father gave me a Minolta 35-millimeter camera with the lenses. And I had uh, dabbled in photography a little bit. And uh, I never quite figured out film 
cameras. Uh, point and shoots, so I could take some decent pictures. I mean, I knew how to compose a picture. You know, my pictures were taken, and uh, I took a lot of pictures of, of you know, just just friends and family. You know, uh, I've never really been much of a fam- of a people photographer, but I never could figure out that Minolta camera. And I uh, ended up giving it to an ex-boyfriend um, who had moved out to California um, my senior year of college and uh, said, hey, I can't figure this out. I told my dad, I said, you know, Dan's going to appreciate this far more than I do. And I went back to kind of Instamatic film cam- 35 millimeter film cameras where you didn't really have to do much, you know, you take a few decent pictures here and there and you saved them. And, and then when digital came out, um, it, it represented as something new because you, if you didn't like a picture, you just deleted it and you started over. And I think that uh, that's really kind of cool that uh, we've been able to, to do this um, photographic-wise. You know, digital is, is really, really fascinating to, uh, to work with. And it's really when photography has come alive. And when I found the photography community, it's been really amazing. Um, first, you know, I found it on Google Plus when it was in beta, and so many of my friends I've managed to reconnect with on Instagram and my private Facebook, and um, it's good. It's good to have that community there who sits there, who, who supports you, who encourages you to push yourself creatively, and to have music friends now who encourage me and push me creatively. And I think that all of us need that. We need to build a sense of community, creative communities, and to find some people here in Nashville. You know, I I was at Art and Soul, and and I want to be able to connect back with them a little bit more Um, as soon as I have a little more time. I'm working seven days a week. Um to uh, do a little more creatively with the visual arts, to get back to the roots of the of the uh, drawings and the paintings, and um, in addition to the photography and the songwriting and the writing I'm doing, uh, not just for my job but also personal writing. And I, I got a book to tell. I got a book in me. I've got an incredible book in me. Um, just, uh, you know, my life even before I met my husband has been, it's been incredible in so many ways. And, and, and uh, there's so much to it. And, and I recently read Amy Mayo's book. And I got to tell you, people, if you get a chance to read it, Amy is an incredible, incredible writer. Uh, not just songwriters, but the t- story she tells is amazing. Um, how she got through this, and she's thrive. You know, she's 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 gotten. You know, her life is just so amazing. I don't want to give anything away. You know, I I don't want to tell you about it because you really have to read it to understand just how amazing this woman is. And um, how how encouraging she is too, just just with the writing, um, it's 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 storytelling. You know, it, it, she lived through this, but it's also about being able to tell your story into words that 
you know, in some ways, it's probably therapy to get the story out. But then it's also um, something that 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 is good to share. It's shareable, and it's a lesson in some ways uh, of what happens and and how you have to find that strength to overcome and to thrive and to find that one person who makes you happy in your life. And she, Amy found that, you know, and she's got this incredible family. And, you know, I love that. I absolutely love that. And um, I just want people to know that um, there's so many creative outlets and we need to find those people around us who inspire us creatively, who who push us creatively, who make us to be better creative persons, whether you're a musician, a songwriter, an artist, a photographer, a writer, you know, we, we have people that are there to support us and to create us and, and, and our old friends. And, and, you know, I, I've rediscovered some old friends from, from elementary school, junior high, college, and beyond. And, and, these are the people that really inspire you. And sometimes people that you didn't even think really knew who you were, didn't even really know your name. They end up being some of the most supportive people out there. And, um, you know, um, I'm just going back to thinking to thinking about all of this that, that I've talked about today. And, um, you know, I just want people to come away with a sense that, um, Music can inspire you. Music can can really touch your soul. And there are songs out there that are always going to stick in your mind. You know, to me, it's 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 REM's Perfect Circle. And uh, if you get a chance, take a listen to that song by Churches with Robert Smith, uh, "How to Drown," and then. Take a chance to listen to R.E.M.'s Murmur and listen to Perfect Circle. And maybe you'll see what I mean about this song that is mesmerizing, that is in your head, that sticks in your head. And it is a song that I'll never forget. And there are people that I've met along the way that I'm never going to forget. And... uh, I just want to tell you all, have a good, safe 4th of July weekend, and thank you so much for listening.